Travel Podcast. I'm Michael Taylor, Senior Managing Director of Travel, Hospitality, Retail at J.D. Power, and I'm joined, as always, by Andrea Stokes, who's our practice lead for the hospitality practice. Hello, Andrea. Hello. And of course, at this time of year, just before Thanksgiving, which is when we're recording this, actually the week of Thanksgiving, everybody in the media has the same question for me. And I'm, I'm sure you get the same questions, Andrea, is what does the holiday travel season look like? So from the hospitality side of things, Andrea, what does the 23 holiday travel season look like? Yeah, so, um, you know, of course, on the hotel side, uh, occupancy does uh, decline over uh, the Thanksgiving holiday period, just you know, due to the fact that uh, many folks are staying with family and friends if they do travel, um, and of course, a lot of people do stay home um, over the holiday weekend. So uh, I think the the prediction for occupancy is around fifty percent. Um, which, you know, is, is quite a bit lower than your average week, which I think right now is kind of hovering around 60, 62%. Um, so it's, uh, you know, hol- hotels definitely are, are less uh, crowded this time of year. Uh, but I know uh, the industry does uh, ramp up in December, of course, approaching uh, the, um, the holidays in December and, you know, hotels do uh, get a lot uh, busier. So, and, you know, now is the time when many hotels are, um, have special events around the holidays, right? They want to bring people into the properties. So, uh, they might, you know, have, um, brunches or, uh, different events for families and, and that kind of thing. Um, So it is an opportunity, I think, for even locals to visit hotel properties during the holiday period, even if they're not staying there, they can, you know, certainly still um, go to hotels and, and enjoy some of the events that they have going on. I know we as a family, we like to do that. We have some hotels in the D.C. area that um, do, you know, holiday events around Thanksgiving and the Hanukkah and Christmas holidays, which are really, really fun. So. And does. Do- does this happen at business hotels or is it just the residential type of hotels or leisure travel hotels that do this kind of special events? You know, that's a great question. I, you know, tend to see this in upper upscale hotels, sometimes luxury hotels. Of course, you know, you know, those higher end hotels do um, great, you know, fabulous decorations. Uh, they have restaurants, of course, where they can host holiday parties or have um, special events around, you know, food and beverage, right? And it's a it's a good opportunity for hotels to, you know, bring in revenue that way. And so, um, yeah, I do tend to see this in, I would say, you know, higher end, uh, full service hotels. And, you know, the, the good thing is that because of these events, it not only brings in revenue, right, from, you know, perhaps locals coming to the hotel, but folks booking rooms um, to just enjoy the hotel property and enjoy the, the holiday events that are going on. Do they book hotel rooms to get away from annoying relatives during? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's some of it, you know, and I, I do think a lot of, um, 
people in their local area. It's just a staycation, right? It's a way to um, sort of get out of the house for a couple of days, even if it's in your local area. Um, but you can still enjoy, you know, uh, the sort of the holiday festivities that way. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I know I'm, I'm tempted sometimes to, uh, Want to book a hotel room, hotel hotel room to get away from, because we always have on the entire family over at our house every year. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so it's not so bad, you know. I, except for the uh, shocking price of turkey uh, this year, I went and bought. Right. Uh, <laughs> I bought a you know a fresh turkey this morning, and I was just kind of shocked at how much per pound it was. And right. uh, I'm like, oh well, it's a good thing that I'm only having, I'm having um, only a dozen people coming over this year. So anyway, but it is it is amazing how much the price of turkey has gone up. So on on our my on my study side of things, which are the airport and the airline side of things, you know, we're actually currently in the travel period that TSA looks at every year and forecasts every year, which is you know, a couple of weeks or a week or so before the Thanksgiving holiday. So it started on the 17th and it'll end on the 29th. Uh, and they're expecting that 30 million people will be traveling during that period. Now, not all 30 million are leisure travelers, not all going to see, you know, Grandma Taylor, uh, but they're, you know, a good a good portion of them are. The, one of the more strange or surprising rules of thumb that I'm always amazed that uh, people have a an idea that, you know, in an airport, you know, it's probably half to 60% business travelers. It's actually not at all. Usually in any time, any time frame that you look at about 70% of the people flying uh, or running or going through the airport are traveling on their own dollar, you know, uh, as a leisure trip. And that percentage has been higher since COVID stopped and things like this, things that, um, that we're doing right now, virtual meetings uh, are much easier to do. Um, but of course the proportion goes really high because no one wants to do any business over the holiday period. But we're currently in the middle of that 30 million passengers are predicted by TSA. And the highest, all-time highest day is going to be forecast as well. I believe it's going to be the 28th is what they're forecasting based on bookings through airlines uh, that we're going to have something around um, – you know, three something million people traveling on a day, 3.9 million, I think is the forecast number, which is a, a huge uptick uh, from a normal particular day of going through throughput. So, and by now you probably all got, already got your tickets set. And if you're traveling on the 28th, just gird yourself for battle because it is going to be quite a bit of waiting wherever you're going, uh, getting into the airport, getting through TSA and getting to the gate itself. So but they are predicting all time high uh, this year that uh, total travel will be up by 9% versus last year. And it, I, it, at least looking at the numbers that we track at JD Power on the airport side of things, uh, the airport will be a slightly more inviting place than it was last year because there's a higher percentage of stores, um, retail establishments, as well as food and beverage, and especially coffee. Uh, will be more, there'll be more of those open to people traveling, and they'll be open longer. Um, they did have a, obviously a hiring problem for a good long time, and now they've relatively solved that problem. I wouldn't say it's always solved. Turnover at the airport is really always very high for labor. 
So it's always a problem, but it's less of a problem than it was last year. So people will be able to get a cup of coffee a little bit better. They'll be able to sit down to a meal if that's what they want to do. And if you're traveling with children, it's it's really important to uh, actually have them something to do while they're waiting for that flight to take off. Of course, feeding them is one of those things that you can actually get the child to uh, actually stay in their seat to do. So it'll be a slightly better experience. However, when you get on the aircraft, it is going to be as crowded as it has been the entire year. Uh, there won't be as many, at least the projection isn't, um, and we're seeing the same thing in the J.D. Power numbers, there would be a not as much of a projected cancellation as we had last year. We had some weather issues. We had a middle-of-the-country snowstorm last year. So far, none of that's pro- projected as well, and that has, of course, the biggest impact on people traveling cross-country. Uh, but it is, appears like the Mother Nature is going to cooperate this year, and we won't have too much of a problem. Uh, at least it's not as big as it was last year. So more people, uh, record-setting numbers of people, uh, a little bit better experience. But once you get on the aircraft, it is going to be crowded. You know, you're going to hear that familiar announcement. You know, we're completely sold out on this flight today. There's not a, a seat available. So please, you know, put things in the overhead as quickly as you can and get out of the aisle. Thank you very much. So, which is always the pet peeve with me that uh, that pe- it takes people so long to get out of the aisle once they put their overhead into the uh, their bag into the overhead bin. So that's just a personal observation of mine. So Andrea, what else um, are you seeing for the holiday travel season? Yeah, so I think you're saying, Mike, you know, more people, um, more services available in airports, which is great. Um, I probably would say not lower prices. What do you think? I, that's that's true. I mean, the prices of you know the forecast prices have come down a little bit um, for advanced bookings on airlines, but that's not nearly what it was in 2019. So if you last travel in 2019, you're going to be shocked how much more you're going to pay uh, to get an airline ticket. It's it's a good 20 to 30 percent higher on average, and you know it was 25 to 35 percent higher last year. So it's still higher than pre-pandemic uh, travel was, uh, and it was leveled off a little bit. And the, on the rental car side of things, it's only up by like two bucks a day. Um, so, which is, but it's on average costing about $90 a day in most leisure markets for a typical rental car. And pre-pandemic, that number was in the high 70s, like 78 or $79 a day. Um, but it didn't, you know, it ramped up really quickly during the you know, just post COVID period when people were really itching to travel and they had a shortage of cars uh, and they were taking, taking advantage. Let's, let's, let's say taking advantage of it. I mean, they're in the business of renting cars and people want to pay a lot of money for renting cars. So, you know, they're going to charge it. Um, But that's, backed off a little bit, which means satisfaction with the rental car is a little bit better. And the availability of cars is a little bit better. So you will probably be able to get that minivan or SUV uh, that you had intended that you are reserving. Whereas in previous two years, it might've been iffy uh, depending on when you got to the rental car facility, if you actually got the actual rental car that you wanted. Uh, the other thing is uh, there will be some surprise EV rentals that are still going to be happening. And for those of you who've never heard that expression, it's when someone uh, um, reserves a gas-powered car, but instead is handed the keys to an EV. And if they're not 
familiar with EVs and depending on where they're going to travel, that can cause some issues with logistics. You have to plan, obviously, to recharge the car. And, uh, you know, that takes a little bit of planning, a little bit of forethought versus, you know, there's a local gas station every five miles or so in most suburban areas and every 40 or 50 miles uh, in the less urban areas. And so you do have to be very aware that you might be handed the the keys to an EV and uh, behoove you uh, if you uh, if you are have a reserved to mid-sized car or smaller um, that might happen to you so be prepared to uh, handle an EV uh, if you get it especially in more of the major metropolitan areas you're not necessarily going to get one out in Wyoming or in Arizona uh, and then there's cold weather issues to think about as well so they don't have as many EVs out there for rent but if you're going to an urban area say like Boston or Miami or Chicago um, then you might get hand the keys to an EV rather than a gas-powered car and just be prepared for that so that's what we're seeing is a slightly higher prices uh, not as not as high as they not as a big a ramp up as it, we've seen in the last two years but they are it is going to be more expensive Andrea so I think that we probably reached the end of this particular podcast. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And, uh, you know, our next podcast will be, as our typical year-end podcast is, will be a prediction of what's going to happen in 2024 uh, in the travel space, which will be equally as exciting as uh, our previous predictions have been. You know, there's been still a lot of changes going to go on in 2024. So you want to make sure that you tune in for that one. And I want to thank Andrea Stokes for helping us out with this podcast. And uh, I want to thank Dan Sharp and Sarah Baggett who produced this. And we will see you in December for our forecast show. Thank you very much. (laughs) 